Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's goody, Hot Breathiverse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. It's your boy. Comedian Joel Byers, and our episode today is very highly requested. We do a lot of long-form interviews in here. Sometimes I do a solo podcast. It's all on the mission of helping cultivate the next generation of great comics. That's everything we're doing here at Hot Breath. That is our mission. And something a lot of you have been sharing in our Facebook group is wanting to hear more of the coaching sessions I do. I'll do a lot of one-on-one coaching sessions with comics to help them generate new ideas or refine old ideas or even give branding and business advice and producing their own shows and really just helping comics however I can. And specifically, Micah Rim has actually been on the show a few times and she has been so gracious for us to share her coaching sessions and then Robert McElroy posted or McElroy I'm sorry Robert but Robert wanted to hear more of those so I just did a coaching session with Hot Breath Pro Bo Johnson who also runs the Hot Breath Pro Zoom shows that we do and he was willing to let me share the coaching session we did. You know, these are very intimate, one-on-one, very focused and personal sessions, so I'm grateful for all the comics that are willing to share their coaching sessions to help other comics. These are the rare behind-the-scenes looks of that creative process, of the comedy creative process, that we all bang our heads against the wall of like, well, who am I to think I could write a funny joke? Or, of course... I haven't written something funny in a month because I'm not funny. That's not the case. It is a law of repetition, my friends. You are not alone in that struggle. I can tell you after doing comedy 11 years, most of what I have written has not been funny, has not been worth even reading or sharing with people. I can tell you from interviewing over 300 professional comedians, most of what they have written has not been funny. But the difference is between the great comics and the comics that just get by is the great comics are willing to write anyway. They're willing to write even when they don't feel inspired or they're willing to write even when they're having that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome. They're willing to do it even then. So I'm hoping that this writing session you listen to today inspires you to put in the work even when you don't feel like it. That's why in the Facebook group, we do that writing club every morning at 10 a.m. just to get the day going, get up, create a new joke in 10 minutes, and then move on with your day. It just keeps the juices and the comedy momentum flowing, which is what it's all about. So if you've been feeling lonely in this comedy game, Hot Breath is here for you, whether that's in our Facebook group or our Hot Breath Pro Comedian Incubator. We're here for you, comics. And without further ado... I present to you a one-on-one coaching session with who is now known as the Java Junkie, Mr. Bo Johnson. Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you, is this a good time? I don't yeah. want. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually working from home today. the um, The funny thing is that the testing coordinator 
that I was supposed to be working with was sick, so she had to cancel anyway. So, oh snap! Well, we don't have yeah. sickness on her, but I guess it all worked out. Yeah. So and then, so I just kind of worked from home today. Very so nice. now I'm free and uh, going from there. Yeah. And I'm uh, yeah I'm recording this so you can also use it as a reference um, later. But and I I um, went through the document and made some notes uh, myself, kind of like in bold. But I'm curious, what are you what are you seeing with like like Java Junkie? What makes you so excited about it? And what are you what are you like? It seems like you're almost wanting to create like a brand around it or something. Like what is yeah? Why does it yeah. affect you so much? Uh, just because I literally am a coffee addict. Yeah, um, like, a lot of people are. You know, it's, it, that, that, it's just like one of my things where it's kind of funny because in my life, like, especially in the last several years, it's gotten so out of hand that like people have commented on it. It's like, dude, you drink way too much and you know, you know way too much and you probably should just have a coffee shop. And I'm like, hey, coffee be in line. There we go. Yeah, I love, see even like something like that, like the personal aspect of it where like people are telling you it's too much. Like that's when you know you have a problem when you're like, well, like if someone has a drinking problem, you know, like, oh, did you mean, Bo drank like 10 beers on a Tuesday. Did you, he has a family, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's finding those personal moments. Cause I think I love the idea and I, I know you're super like motivated behind making this like a bit or a brand or something. So that's why I wanted to kind of just get your context for really what you're trying to achieve with it. Cause I do, I think it's, funny and I think it'll resonate with people you know I mean a lot of people it's a super common drug yeah I mean you know I would love to see this go from and and I've like really thought that through and I would love to see this become a bit and then revolve like evolve into a brand and who knows where it can lead from there the sky's the limit I guess um yeah so so for right now it's just like okay like it's there, but I got to get there, you know? Yeah. And, I, uh, think, I think a good place to start um, is to, because like in a, and we can go through what you've like sent me, but okay. I think, um, I think a good place to start really adding depth to this and really generating ideas is just doing a brain dump of, just all the different ways that you're a Java junkie, not even trying to be funny, mm -hmm. but just literally just getting out people. Um, people say I drink too much. Or like if, if you're saying people are commenting on it, just taking inventory on all the different people that have commented on it. Where were you? What did they say? How did you react? Can you pick up common themes between all of them? Like, are there some red flags? that you're um, exhibiting and maybe you're trying to like hide those red flags to certain people. Um, and also people saying, you know, too much about it. So going super in depth, getting super nerdy on just like the details that you know about coffee that most people wouldn't kind of like if a, like a drug dealer maybe knows, like they cut their cocaine with baking soda or baby powder and things like that. It's like, what are those nitty gritty facts and insights you have about coffee that um, 
you could start to bring into this to make it more personal, you know, because I think we can build on the wordplay you have and the fun jokes and even like the origin story of it starting when you were nine years old. I mean, all that's, I mean, all that's funny, but like getting even more into the weeds on, you know, the origin story of the Java junkie and really like your day-to-day life as a functioning addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, uh, my second year of teaching the principal I had, he's, he's like, dude, you drink way too much. You got to switch to tea. <laughs> like, yeah, but tea started wars. So <laughs> he started wars. Hilarious. Yeah, I, said, tea, I was like, look, tea starts wars. Like <laughs> Brit- Britain's been involved in three wars because of tea. We're not going there. And, I love uh, that. See, because you're drawing on your history knowledge as well. Like, like you told me about with sugar, uh, like the, the wars that have been fought about sugar, you know? So I'm definitely going to be diving into that more. Like I'm, I'm kind of reprioritizing my writing this year and really getting back into the rhythm of doing more than just the right 10 club, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be diving into sugar. So I feel like we're going to be on this journey together as well of looking for parallels and addictions and things. But, um, I think, pulling on what you have as well from yeah historical knowledge that you have from tea compared to coffee I think it's almost just doing it, it almost feels like I mean it could become like a one-man show or something in a sense you know it like it really feels like it's that personal to you that it could almost evolve into that but I don't, I don't want to put the cart before the horse but an example that you said was the principal drinking too much so like what what was the context? What did he observe you doing? Like, how does he, how did he learn that you drink too much? Uh, every, every time I was in, the, he saw me in the break room, I was getting more coffee. And then like early on in my teaching career, I was like really bouncy. I was all over the building and doing all kinds of different things. And, and like I said, he, he was, it was one of those things where like every time he saw me in the teacher's room, it was like, I was getting more coffee and more coffee. And, uh-huh. Uh, I was having, I think there was a couple times I spent my, uh, my, my planning period because Dunkin' Donuts was on the next corner. <laughs> so I'd be, I would be over there getting coffee and yeah. And, uh, so I, I was really wiry a few years ago with it. And so he made the comment and <laughs> yeah, my parents have made the comments on it and like, you, like you're because I used to post a lot about coffee. I used to do a lot of Facebook posts on coffee. And, uh, yeah. So like what? Uh, coffee shops, um, different stuff I was drinking. Yeah, like, I'll drink anything. Like, if it's coffee, I'll drink it. Um, rum is the same way. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, so there you go for your sugar. Sugar is so addictive that the leftover sugar, everybody went, what do we do with this? Make alcohol. <laughs> what? That's how rum it started? Is, yeah, rum is sugar. So um, when they separate the juices uh-huh. from the cane, um, they pull apart the liquids and the solids to make sugar and molasses, and then everything left over was just made into rum. And then to make what? like brown sugar, they would reintroduce the molasses into the sugar. And then, then you would have that form. And then all the leftover sugars that were burnt and everything else, they just made it into alcohol and made it in a rum. Like sugar is literally that big of a commodity where you could do anything with it. Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
Holy cow. So there you go. Actually, <laughs> the, part, the, the, the goofy part is, is because my, the specialty I, I had been going for with history is Caribbean history. And so I had to learn a lot about pirates and sugar plantations. And, and that's how I ended up learning about rum is that's just, le- it's just like the leftover sugar back in the day. And you yeah. drink, is, you drink a lot of rum as well? I used to. I used to drink a lot of rum. I've had to oh. like cut it out for a while. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. And I think there's something with that AA thing that AA, they're replacing addiction <laughs> to alcohol with cap coffee. You know, I think there's something, there's something to that, that what is it about coffee that makes you not want alcohol anymore or that right. it's more powerful than alcohol. You know, I think there's something there. And, and that's a true story. Like I, like years I and that. years ago, I had attended some meetings yeah. with somebody and um, as support and I looked around like everyone's just drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes and eating cookies. And so, <laughs> and so when I started like rewriting all this, I thought about that. I was like, wait a minute, they're just replacing one addiction with another addiction. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's coffee, it's coffee, cookies, and cigarettes. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'll stick that in there. Um, sure. So yeah, now I am like starting to go grab everything I in my past that I can remember to put in this. Oh yeah, and that's something I think you would. Um, I thought I'd heard you before talking about like your your wife's reaction to your drinking coffee. I oh, thought I, heard- I, I took her down with me. She's she's just as bad as I am. She's just as bad as I am. You're, so you're um, an enabler. Yeah, I'm an enabler. She's just as bad as I am now. Because if, if there's if like if we do run into coffee, it's yeah, I hear about it. <laughs> so there there is a thing of a, a big the big thing is like coffee and like drugs or coffee mm-hmm. and addiction. So it's finding a lot of those parallels and those common phrases, yeah, of like rock bottom. Um, you have a sponsor. Um like really that's base. That's like the premise at its core. You being a coffee addict. Okay, so what is a coffee addict compared to like a crack addict, or an alcoholic, or um, a shopaholic? You know, really just looking at all the different facets of addiction and then how you can overlay it into coffee. Because even like, like a a pour over is more of like your free basing in a sense. I mean, if you're just kind of cooking it all, like just piece by piece, you know, on the stove, like that's almost like free basing. And I'm sure you have your like preferred techniques and types. Um, right. Let's see, did I stick it? Oh yeah, I did. I did put the cold brew in there. Yeah, so the, so the pour over is basically, yeah, that is basically kind of like free basing. Um, <laughs> the, the, if, you, if you've ever seen a cold brew, um the equipment for it it is an insane amount of chemistry it looks like a big caffeinated chemistry set because there's like this big huge container of ice water at the top and it drips into another container of coffee grounds which then goes through a spiraling tube and then goes into a beaker like it is a massive chemistry set and that what? makes iced coffee, but it's like so good. <laughs> but it's so good. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Um, but yeah, so 
And then there's, of course, I mean, I could actually, like, if I really look into it, you're right, I could do that. I could get into the the pour over, the French press, which is kind of a weird concept. So you're just, like, pushing pressure and yeah onto the coffee. And then, um, yeah, and then some people are doing some really creative crazy stuff with coffee now. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and that's why I think, I'm so excited about the topic just because it's so topical mm -hmm. and it is so widespread. Like coffee addiction may be like the unspoken like addiction in America of just how widespread it is. There's a Starbucks on every corner. You know what I mean? It's like, it, I mean, it's real, but it's almost like publicly accepted kind of like how cigarettes were. They used to have like Santa Claus smoking cigarettes and doctors would smoke cigarettes in elevators at the doctor's office, you know, mm -hmm. coffee is just kind of like this publicly accepted drug that I think you could really like have a voice on and sharing your experience with it. <laughs> and you know, during this whole pandemic, I don't know about down in Georgia, but what's happening in other areas, especially up here, is that a lot of people have been rethinking their professional lives. Yeah. And have quit their job. And now there's like a whole TV show around this concept that people have literally quit their jobs and opened up coffee shops. What? Yeah, like mom and pop coffee shops are becoming like the thing right now. And uh, in fact, I was talking to a guy from a, um, a growing chain. He's like, yeah, a lot of people right now are ditching their jobs and opening coffee shops. Like a lemonade stand. Basically. But for coffee, if your daughter did a, a coffee lemonade stand, that would be funny. Yeah, basically that's it. I mean, interesting. I, I have noticed an increase in shops here, and now there's a couple companies that are franchising their shops, and uh, yeah, so it's becoming it's becoming a really big thing now that people have spent enough time at home working, going, I hate my life, I hate my career, I want something different. All I do so, is love coffee. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of people that love coffee so much that they're just opening shops and here I am writing jokes about it. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder what I wonder why people feel like they can just start a coffee shop. <laughs> like it's, it's easy. easy. It's, it's easy. It's a little easy. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you can get the startup cost, it's easy. Interesting. Um, and just get a, I mean, get a decent recipe and I mean menu and know how and what you're doing to make the coffee. It's not Sounds like hard. you know what you're doing. Sounds like you've looked into it. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I spoke to a guy last last week, week before. Yeah. Oh, you're thinking about it. Oh yeah, it's, that's been a long. I've had that thought process for a lot longer than this, but it's it's that startup cost part. Ah. So maybe, maybe one day down the road, who knows? But oh, dude, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like a lot of the stuff in this bit is absolutely true. Um, Love it. Like, you know, I mean, like, okay, so that very first part of the copy addiction is costing me money and sleep because I, if, if I drink it, you know, drink a night's sleep, um, I'm not buying like, you know, Folgers right now. I'm buying stuff out of, actually, there's that one piece. I literally am buying out of, like, there's a coffee shop near here that's out of somebody's house that they've converted into a shop. And in the back is their roaster. You can walk right by it and see it. And you see this like shelves just full of buckets 
that's just filled with coffee that they just roasted probably like as early as last week. Yeah. Um, sometimes as late as a month ago. So it's like super, super freshly roasted coffee. So like that. So <clears throat> I thought you were kidding. This is yeah, real. That's real. <laughs> that's real. I've actually posted it on Facebook. Yeah. Like there's a picture of me standing in front of buckets on a shelf. That's just full of coffee. And oh uh, my God. so that's literally, so I am literally buying out of some dude's house, like whoever owns it. It's like, but it's a house and they've converted it into a coffee shop. And so, yeah, so I literally buy out of a house. um, And, but I just had to stick in that, that, um, that little piece where I'm like, you know, you know, I'm here for the good stuff. I'm like, Hey, this is vultures, <laughs> you know? Uh, right. so that part I just added as kind of a, kind of a misdirector, you know, just to be goofy with it. But yeah, so that's literally the truth is I, I go to a place not far from here and, and I'll, I'll start taking pictures of it. And hell yeah. It, but. And you know what? I think, um, because I love the act out, the smell and taste, an idea I had was for it to be like, um, like you're a sommelier. To where, how like a sommelier will talk about, I guess, like the tannins and like maybe the, I don't, I honestly don't know all like the phrases a sommelier would use to describe wine that they're tasting and like analyzing, but that could be part of how you talk about the act out with the smell and taste like you're a sommelier. That's that honestly what that's growing now. I'm sorry? That, that's, a, that's something that's taken off now is coffee tasting. Oh, like a sommelier, like a, oh, uh-huh. so yeah. yeah. It, so yes, um, I can, I, I, you know what? That's good parallel thing. And I thought about that because it's the interesting thing is when you start to look at a lot of coffees, they'll tell you like, kind of like wine, they'll tell you the notes that you're supposed to taste like chocolate or cherries or, you know, alcohol or something. And yeah. There's a list of things you're supposed to taste. And so, yeah, so it's kind of like you said, just like wine, a wine tasting, you know, you're supposed to taste notes of, of like grape and oak barrel and whatever else. Yeah, you know? yeah. Get super nerdy. And like, I think what can help that act out, oh man, I'm excited to see this in action, is you can, you can start like grounded with like a chocolate note of the oak barrel, the roast, and then you could get absurd um, and maybe it's how you tie in the cat poop or something, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting a hint of, uh, like fri- uh, not fris fiskers, like whatever a cat food is. Friskies. Yeah. Fiskies or like the, um, oh, I can really taste the, um, the cat litter. If there's like a cat litter, you can, so you kind of start grounded. And then as you get the taste going, you can get super like absurd just for the sake of comedy you know, and get creative with it based on your own knowledge of coffee as well. But I would love to see that act out and really like, like you're a psalm and like you're smelling it and you're tasting it, you know, and the swallow and just, yeah, like really getting into the details, even if it's you watching like a video of a psalm to what they're doing and just parallel that onto the coffee tasting. I love that. And then I do see, um, I, I like the Folgers of like, uh, that would be like the mid, I guess. Like that, that would be like the, the brickweed of coffee. It's just like this generic, uh, just store-bought coffee. 
So maybe it's, um, this has been stepped on or something, kind of like how they say in the drug. I don't know how hip people are to stepped on. I just said brickweed and mid. I, I'm, I'm revealing too much that I know already. You know more than I do. <laughs> but they're, they're just looking for parallels. But, I mean, the big one honestly seems like, honestly, I think the Folgers misdirect, I think we can find another place for it. I think for the Colombian house thing, I think it's you being the psalm. I think that's the big act out, you know. Um, and it could be like, I don't know, last time it had a Folgers tint to it, you know, and I don't play with that, like that, that weak shit or something, you know, like right. maybe you could tie it in that way. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, the big joke within the Colombian, which is so funny that that's true. That's, that's so funny. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I think the big thing is the Psalm act out there. Um, and I think it could tie into, I think there's a way to weave in the cat poop part. And maybe it's that you bring up the cat poop as we're thinking about the sequence of the joke. You bring up the cat poop coffee first, and then you talk about the links that you go to to get coffee, which is like this trap house of coffee that you um, that you visit, that you frequent from a, a Colombian. Uh, is that is that tracking? Are you? Yep. Does that pop any ideas in your head? Or are you? Yep. Um, Yeah, so I like, yeah, I like going from the cat poop to that because then, because um, then you can call back the cat poop. Right. You know what I mean? So you kind of get a, a couple normal ones, chocolatey, oaky, and then like the cat poop coffee. And you're like, oh yeah, I can really taste, uh, yeah, the fiskies or, um, or even the anxiety of a cat. Yeah, I really taste that anxiety of a cat. Whatever their emotional traits are, you maybe you can incorporate. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then the litter, I don't, I don't know names of litter, but I think, um, uh, I think there's a lot you could do there that play on the cat poop. Um, cause that is, I mean, that is funny. Uh, like people drinking cat poop, like the line I thought of was, um, like I've heard of drug mules, but yeah, I just saw that, uh, was I drug mules, but this is desperate, but this um, is desperate. Yeah. American, American eat eat riddles and they drink poop. I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking of like wherever they do that. I guess you said in Asia. So it's yeah. not like they're like, man, Americans will eat anything. They eat like, you know, pad thai mm -hmm. dog or they, you know. Did, uh, did you ever, did you see the movie uh, Bucket List? No, no, but I know what you're talking scene? about. Okay. Uh, there's actually a scene in there where they actually discuss this coffee. Um because Jack Nicholson, he's like, he's a super rich guy that runs hospitals and his, the coffee is called Kopi Luwak and it does okay. come out of Asia and it's this animal called a civet cat and the animal eats coffee beans and farmers collect this poop and then they, you know, they separate it, they clean it, they roast it, 
they send it out and a lot of rich people, especially in America and France, buy this and drink it. So that is literally a real thing and it costs from anywhere from two to $700 a bag. What? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had it? No. Um, <laughs> there are some things I'm willing to do, but there's just that one's kind of like, which is, which is kind of why I, I, so that's why there is that line because going back, because I've like a lot of my family members have been drug addicts. And uh, so that's, that's where I got that line is, you know, an addict will sell $20 of your stuff or no, sell your stuff for $20 fix. I'll spend 200 of my own on, on beans that came out of an animal's ass. I love, I love that context. So like you coming from a line of addicts, I think it is, there's a way for you to downplay your coffee addiction of like, yeah, you know, my, my dad was blank or what, whoever within your family, like if you're comfortable going there, mm -hmm. you know, but I think that adds another layer and more personal context for the Java junkie. You know, you come from a long line and maybe it is like distilled through time. It's like grand. I mean, this grandpa was like cocaine and then dad was crack and it's like, and now I'm coffee or like it, they're just, that's interesting context. However you want to like incorporate that in. I think that is like a funny part of the origin story. And it, it could just be that when you were nine years old, you know, maybe your parents got you on it early. Maybe they were coffee addicts. You know, it's just kind of however far you want to go with it. But it is interesting context to know. Because addiction is genetic, I believe. I'm not a doctor. I think it is genetic. genetic. It can't be genetic, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's something there. Um, which is kind of an interesting part because it's almost like I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> oh, because your addiction isn't real? If it's like right. coffee, they're like, oh, you're a wuss. Yeah, because like, there's been a lot of alcoholics, a lot of drug, drug uh, addicts in my family. So, um, and here I am, I'm just addicted to coffee. That's it. I love the being the black sheep of that's really funny. I love that. It's like, yeah, and at what links people go for their own drugs, but then what you like the link you go to is like the cat poop. You know, what I mean. <laughs> And I, there could be a line, have you ever had, have you guys ever had cat poop coffee? Oh, it's the shit. You know, I mean, that could be a silly line in there. <laughs> if you want to go that. If oh, yeah, no, that's there. great. Like, this is, this conversation is actually kind of really helping me out. It's really helping me out. <laughs> that's the, that's um, the that's goal. The that's the purpose. Because um, it's been, for me, it's been like trying to, like, get the, pieces that are I know pieces are missing and so that's why you know then the next piece is going to be having to remember this and uh, oh but that's yeah I mean that's the that's the easy part though like getting it in order and then starting to practice it like in zoom mics and stuff because I mean that's the good part about a zoom mic too is you can just have it in front of you yeah I can actually have it scrolling literally yeah i mean at the feedback mic last night i was like just looking at my jokes while doing it you know so that that's a perk of doing feedback so when live shows come back you know you'll be hitting the ground running with this um so yeah don't yeah don't worry about having to memorize it what we want to do first is just kind of get the the sequence of it so if we're if we're talking about java junkie it could be 
starting from the beginning. You know, it could like your origin story, kind of like how you, I mean, you did here where you started out the nine years old. Um, and I think what you could do is bring in your family's addiction and then maybe parallel that with what we just talked about, like what they went, what they do for their addiction and then what you do for your addiction. So it's like, some people say, oh, they're an addict. They like steal money out of their mom's purse and things like that. So maybe what links have you gone to with your own Java addiction? And part of that can be um, uh, the cat poop coffee and you getting coffee from this trap house, basically. Uh, I don't know how common the phrase trap house is. I'm in Atlanta, so it's a little more like known here. But it, there's like a drug den or like how they say opium den and things like that. Um, that could be the links you go through of like, what did your family go through to get their addiction? And then what you're going through is cat poop, buying it out of the back of this like house, uh, like trap house, drug house. And then from that, the, was it the AA? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cat poop. Okay. And I'm speaking through this in real time. You know, I'm trying to think of a sequence of like your origin story. And within that is like your, how your addiction got started as the nine-year-old, your family coming from a line of addicts, I think the links people go through for their addiction. So like what your family did with their addictions and then what you're doing with yours and maybe what the parallels are there. And then bringing up the parallels of the links you go through are like the cat poop are the drug house where you do the sommelier act out that I think could have a call back to the cat poop, honestly. Yeah. And then from that, I think uh, the AA stuff and um, Java junkies, and then you go into like the red eye. Yeah, I was thinking um, red eye, but the cat poop gives you pink eye is something I wrote. Yeah, I saw that was pretty good. Um, I'm not sure where to insert it, but yeah, maybe, yeah, I wonder what the next sequence would be. So we said like family origin story, all that, um, cat poop, sommelier, and then like the AA. So that seems. Oh yeah, and that's where I go in, that's where I have like some of the different drink, like drinks yeah. of choice. Um, so all I, yeah, all I, all I was thinking with those is like, if you, um, I feel like they would need to be paralleled with a specific other drug. So it's like, how do people cook meth in a chemistry set? And then what does that look like? Um, in, uh, like the cold brew, like how they both look like chemistry sets. You said mm -hmm. it's just finding a parallels between them. But it seems like like coffee is like the most stylish addiction or the most hip addiction. Um, I think there's, yeah, I know it's not in here, but I think there is some interest in the uh, the historical context that you've brought up 
between like your the principal saying you drink too much, you should drink tea, but then teas were started on war. And then what is a war that coffee started? It could be the only war is between my wife and I on who gets the last cup or who didn't it, put in on the last bag. Um, go ahead. It actually started a war between France and Mexico. Coffee did? Uh, for the most part. A cop, a, during a riot, um, some Frenchman's cop, um, cafe, coffee shop in Mexico was destroyed and the gov Mexican government would not pay for it, um, replace it. So he wrote to the King of France and it started a war that lasted eight days. You've got a, I don't, I don't know how, but you've got to pull in your historical knowledge of this. I mean, it's natural to you. It's, it come, you know, it's something, you know, that I think you can really flip into it. Yeah. Um, there was actually one point and I took it out. Um, with that whole, cause I was starting to play between that, that tea and coffee drinkers, um, <laughs> knowing that coffee or tea started wars, but it was also like, well, you know, not going, going without coffee is not a good thing. Look at Hitler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hitler did not drink coffee. He was, he was like vegetarian, dog lover, animal lover. He, he was like the millennial before the millennials hilarious right but there was like no coffee no drugs no alcohol no meat veggies 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 hug the dog or love the dog hug the tree and it was like so i was trying to i was trying to figure out how to kind of stick that in it was like you know who else didn't drink coffee hitler yes and uh and look Dude, how that turned out i love that oh my god i love that that's hilarious yeah and i think it's coming from the context i think near the beginning of the bit we need to somehow establish your historical expertise. So when you bring up these examples, they have more weight to them, as opposed to like, there's this guy who's just like making up absurd stuff about like, oh, Hitler, he's bringing up Hitler now. It's almost like, oh no, he knows, like he's educated on these topics. So somehow near the beginning for when, cause like reading this, I was like, oh, these are some funny ideas. And then you're like, oh, these are all true. And I was like, what? So it's just like, yeah, setting up the credibility um, behind like what seemingly is absurd, but it's all true to your life, which is the perfect, the perfect bliss point between like your life and comedy. Like finding that bliss point is what you found here. So who didn't um, drink coffee? Hitler is hilarious because where my mind was going was, okay, what are you like withdrawals, like drug withdrawals, you know? So what do you like without coffee? Uh, but I cut you off there. Did you have a train of thought? No, no, no. That's actually, I like that. Cause that's actually, uh, somehow I can take what you just literally just said with the Hitler thing. And I know I can combine that somehow is, you know, is how does somebody act like Hitler during the withdrawal? <laughs> yeah. And that, what was his name? Tony Montana, Scarface. Like thinking of like what's a very popular drug dealer? Um, Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Yeah. I was trying to think of what that example of like coffee or, I don't know, I mean the Hitler thing. The Hitler, you're almost like a spokesman for coffee or so it was, it was like a 
a spokesman of like what it's a good addiction is what it almost it almost seems like that's where the the point of view of it is heading is like there's these bad addictions but coffee is a good addiction look it even replaces alcoholism you know it's almost like it's almost like the saving grace and maybe it could become uh the solution to the opioid epidemic or something because i mean that's very topical that maybe um somehow coffee is our solution to uh <laughs> this opioid crisis we're in yeah yeah Yes, this, this is, like I said, this is funny because everything, everything in this, nothing really in this is made up. It's, I love it. Um, even like where I have the, the kind of the history of the, the red eye, which that's actually true too. A pilot literally did decide to combine a cup of coffee and a shot of espresso in order to fly the night. And from, I think he was going from like New York to LA or might've been the other way around. But yeah, so that's literally a true story. And, uh, yeah, sadly this is all true <laughs> no it's i love that it's all true and i think um i almost feel like you can put on your teacher hat a little bit because i think some of the reason it it was coming off as just like absurd is i was just reading it as if oh here's a statement but if you you coming from the context of being a teacher and almost setting up these ideas even like a little more specificity of in 1982, a Delta pilot did X, Y, and Z, and now we have the red eye. Or you're setting it up as, as a teacher of being like, um, do y'all know where the term red eye came from? Like red eye flights, but it actually started with a Java junkie. It was a Delta pilot in 84 who wanted to stay up all night so he didn't kill the passengers. So he did what any addict would do, you know, and you, you get creative in desperate times. And it's like the shot of espresso in the, the coffee, like really almost, um, a, a phrase, a phrase I'm starting to really, um, enjoy that I've heard is like putting it in crayon for people, like really don't assume people know anything and how can you just kind of spoon feed it to them? Does that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause there's a lot of info in here that I think if you apply your teacher hat to this of how you present ideas, I think, um, I think that'll help for these ideas to come across more. Cause it's like, we're laughing and learning, which is the, the best. And that's what I try to do as well as you find that best medium between the laughing and the learning, which you're really honing in on here. A lot of this bit, like all for me, and I'm hoping that this is where like the disc, it doesn't start to disconnect with people is that it feels like it's um, like John Panette meets um, Jim Caffigan. This is like somewhere in the middle because it's like all these details about coffee. So I hope it doesn't like disconnect people. Oh, you reason. mean those super rich and successful comedians? Exactly. <laughs> I hope people don't go like, God, this guy's just doing what Jim Gaffigan did. Um, you but that bet. was the key is like, he never, like, I mean, the only key to him is he just never leaves anything on the table for another comedian to pick up. It, the key, what Gaffigan, his jokes are undeniable. You, I put Jim against anyone on laughs per minute. His, he is laugh, 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 laugh. 
at the end of the day. Like, and he's found, and it's not just Jim Gaffigan. I mean, even Chris Rock has said he only talks about three things. He's like, I talk about like relationships, politics, and then I think, um, I don't remember what the race. And he's like, I just create specials around those three topics. I do 20 minutes on this, 20 minutes on that, and 20 minutes on the other. Like, it's, there's nothing wrong with finding, and I mean, I'm still searching for mine as well. I'm honing in on like different like ways to kind of start chunking my ideas and like my topics. But that's part of finding your voice is like, oh, what are topics that I'm super enthusiastic about, super interested about that I would want to write 20 minutes about, write a whole show about. So I understand where you're coming from there, but it's not a bad thing. Okay. Comics spend their careers trying to find like topics of like, oh, it's that comic. And I think it's now more than ever as so many people trying comedy and there's so much comedy out there, which is something I was talking with Maz Jabrani about yesterday. Of, like he's known as like the immigrant comic. You know, but it's like, there's, there, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, you're finding your voice. Yeah, that's, that's my biggest worry is like, people are gonna be like, wow, he just totally hacked Gaffigan. But, but I mean, no. even, even when I was in Georgia, some guy, one comedian said, man, don't leave anything on the table. He's like, go back. He's like, that's good stuff. Go back, keep going more with it. Because if you leave something on the table, you're leaving room for another comedian to make money off of you. Mm. And, uh, and I was thought, that's an interesting piece. So I was like, okay, what else can I dive into with this? But then also, I mean, there's a, I think, I think with this, the, you know, that's why I ended up going so deep into it. And I'm hoping, you know, going back to the original, our, the original statement to this is I would love to see this become a brand. I can see this becoming like small, little, tiny, goofy, funny videos. Um, People love coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a culture, there's festivals around it. You know what I mean? There, I, 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 I mean, I, I completely believe in what you're saying. And I think the thing is like, people can't steal you. So it's like, yeah, someone could say, oh, cold brew is like meth because it's a chemistry set in this, but they can't, <laughs> they can't steal Bo. Right. They can't steal your insights into this. They can't steal your connection to addiction and your own personal experience with buying it out of a house like like you know buying it out of a house like a like it's a crack house or something you know it's like people can't steal that they can't make money off of that so what you're doing here is you're really finding your unique perspective on coffee you know whether it is through your own context with addiction and your own addiction with it whether it is your historical context for it you know what i mean you got something? What are you? The funny part is now I now I have like a company that I'm trying out. They sent me. It's called Bottomless. They send a scale and a coffee, and they monitor it. And so when the bag gets to a certain level, they send you another bag. What? Yes. Bottomless. Yeah, it's called Bottomless. They'll send you a scale that hooks into your your like it's Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and you set the bag on the scale, and every time you use it you know, it'll measure it. And so once it gets to a certain spot, they'll send you another bag. Dude, I'm, there's, um, there's a comic um, named uh, Zach Lyman. He did the podcast. He talked about social media, but um, he like gets free coffee from people. Like he's created like funny videos for like coffee shops and they've sent him um, free coffee. 
So I almost think like if you're using bottomless, I mean, if you could create, and if, any, if anything, it's in the short term that you're getting free coffee. You know what I mean? So you're getting plugged in on something you love anyway, but without any expectation beyond just sharing like a funny video of you using bottomless or something like that and tagging them on social media, you're talking about making social media videos about it. You just never know what I've had. I've had companies just send me like their food or whatever. I've had just randomly on social media. Like wow. if you tag people, they'll mo they'll most likely see it. So it could be some way to get free coffee if anything. That would be great because I do right now in the last couple of weeks, I've had like two or three coffee companies like find me on Facebook and be like, like our page, like our page. So I'm yeah. like, Okay, so this is finally going somewhere. <laughs> it's finally going. Look, honey, it's paying off. <laughs> I'm getting like, hey, like us, like us, like us. I'm like, send some stuff. You know. I mean, and seriously, it, it never hurts to just reach out to them as well. Yeah. This bottomless is interesting. I'm looking at their website. Mm-hmm. It's Whoa. Little, like I said, it's a little tiny scan. You can change. Like they have copies from all like bunch of different companies and you can switch the company you want next or keep the same company and um, or brand of coffee. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Like I said, it will monitor your usage and it'll be like, oh, you're down to eight ounces left. So we might as well send you another bag. <laughs> it's really, um, and that's, that's another parallel to um, like drugs is measuring it on a scale. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, so that, that that might that would that oh god I could what if what if a drug dealer had that 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 scale like oh you're almost out here's another brick yeah exactly <laughs> I'd be like your cocaine dealer doing that mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love that because that because it, it was interesting like when I when I started this I was like okay do I want to make it parallel or do I want to make it sound like this is worse or this is better. Um, so that one, because you did bring that up, um, of how this is like, you know, God, I even wrote it down and I can't find it. It's like um, better. It's like how this is the solution to it all. Yes. So, yeah. So that's kind of interesting stuff that, that had been a thought of mine from the gig. I'm like, and I played with it. Like, actually, I even had that line one time and I took it. I was like, I didn't say this was better or anything. It's just, you know, I'm still an addict. <laughs> I think it's, I, I feel like it's a solution. I think, mm -hmm. I think a funny angle is that it's uh, a solution to America's addiction. Because, I mean, we do have an opioid crisis. I think drinking is, like, spiking right now because of the pandemic. Like, I think this could be, like, our saving grace. I think that could be an interesting angle on it. As opposed to, like, just that it's another drug. It, it feels more compelling. And this also, this also honestly comes with, like, writing it and then seeing what gets the response if it is the solution or if it's just another drug parallel to like cocaine or alcohol i think it's just like exploring both premises and seeing which one resonates the most yeah. but my my instinct is telling me it being a solution to all this addiction crisis in america it just seems it's just funny because uh, even you saying you know who didn't drink coffee hitler like taking it to that level it's like it just feels like it's all part of that solution you know what i mean mm -hmm. which was yeah. that a hitler phrase did he have something that said the solution what was that the final solution that was the last push to get rid of the last remaining jews so that that's what he called it the final solution mm -hmm. okay yeah 
So we because actually, to... actually, he had attempted to uh, deport them all to the United States. The United States said, "No, we have enough," and so they, so the United States sent them back. And then there was the idea of, well, maybe I can um, invade Madagascar, take that over, and I'll just make that big Jew island. And that didn't work. And so then you get the final solution. It's actually kind of why it is the final solution is because he had two other plans. Um, <sighs> deport them to the United States. And then there's, and it's not really brought up a lot, any kind of classes, but it's called the Madagascar plan. And yeah, basically it was going to like take all the Jews in Europe and stick them in Madagascar. So the final solution was concentration camps. Yeah, the final solution is basically this whole entire elimination using the, 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 the mobile killing vans, the, the, the camps, the everything. Just get, because literally the other solutions he had, or his solutions, were not working out. And, uh, and actually, actually, there's, um, I forget what the book's called, I have it somewhere. Um, he had actually made deals with, uh, God, one of those Mideast terrorist groups. He actually helped start, and I cannot remember what it was. And the whole purpose of that was to get rid of the Jews in Israel. Good night. Like, like one, of, like Hamas. I think it's like Hamas. He actually helped start Hamas, basically, which was like you know the Palestinian terrorist group that he's been trying to get rid of all the Jews. He helped start that. So you clearly have like a super natural interest in history that I think could certainly be weaved into your material uh, in every, in every, every aspect, if it's beyond Java junkie as well, I think mm-hmm. like this his, history just rolls off your tongue. You know what I mean? And I think that's something history. I mean, in all honesty, like I was never good at history because I never had a teacher that made it interesting it was always boring to me. They never put it in a context that I could connect with. So I think you have a good opportunity to really make history interesting. Mm -hmm. To make it my common thread. I I really think it's interesting. And with where the world is right now, I'm sure there's a lot of historical context and parallel that you could pull into it. Like the cycle of like history repeating itself. Mm, Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know history at all. No, like I've, I mean, I've had this side conversation with a lot of people, friends, like right now, basically the United States is just repeating the Roman empire. Um, You know, the empires went stretched out too far. It's too big. And then if you look at a lot of other little tiny pieces, like you could find them if you're looking for them, but yeah, like my common thread, um, I was talking to, Somebody from Flappers, yes, a couple days ago, he's like, yeah, you got to find that common thread. If you look at most comics, there's that common thread. You just mentioned Chris Rock, you know. Uh, Gaffigan is food and family. That's his mm-hmm. common thread. So basically yep. my common thread at this point is coffee, teaching, and family. And so that's like, and somehow I can start to etch, you know, thread them all together, you know, kind of any, any kind of weird thing I can start thinking of, but um for the most part yeah my my biggest pieces is revolves around those three subjects gosh i wish i knew that info when i was at comedy at your stage (laughs) (laughs) like i wish i was that self-aware to pick up on themes like that uh dude i just Uh, i just figured it out two days ago 
I'll be honest. It's, I, it's I great. just figured it out. I didn't even know it was a thing. Like until like way later in my career that I was like, oh, there's common themes that I can start to build on. So that's great self-awareness. And I think you can weave history like through all of it. It's, I mean, mm -hmm. just what we've talked about in the Java junkie alone, you know, I think mm -hmm. this formal context, you can teach yeah. it. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you go back to Tim Allen's um, stand-up before he ever had TV shows, his common thread was men being men and tools. You know, oh. what makes what makes man a man and tools. That's all that's that was his common thread. Now look at him. He's had two successful TV shows and and slews of movies and sequels. And now he's gonna get a third TV show um, on History Channel. And so, you know, everything that makes everything that makes men being pigs, cars, sports, tools, hunting, boom. Wow. Yeah, the common thread. And so, I mean, your, I mean, yours, I mean, I don't know all of your material, but I mean, pretty sure there's, I know family is part of your common thread. So yeah, for sure. And I'm, yeah, and I'm guessing like your your su your urban southern. Yeah. <laughs> you know your 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 honky bonics like that's yeah. kind of the common thread is is your family and you know urban southern life it's so yeah that's so funny that you like that we we're talking about this because i haven't like actually asked myself what are my common threads but that is really that is really what it feels like <laughs> are those yeah and i want to i want to start talking about food more as well like especially like the processed food industry i've been like reading a lot about and um just how it's engineered to kill us that then keeps our healthcare system alive like by killing us but keeping them busy it's wild have, have you ever seen the ingredients list for like it basically anything really but we'll go with really the biggest thing is cereal so if you take like frosted flakes or whatever cereal in america and look at the ingredients label and compare it to like australia or even like mexico or canada it's two different ingredients ingredients being put in the food yeah it's ridiculous. Like there's this, like literally there's like in Australia, Australia's cereal, they have the same cereal we do, but it's made with more whole food and pure food than ours is. And a lot of it goes back to like, how can we make this quicker or cheaper? Yeah. And, and then you get, then you get the, the rest of the doctor stuff and the pharmaceutical mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so that's actually why if you look like next time you go to the grocery store, pay very close attention when you go down whatever aisle Mexican food is in and you'll see that they have their own Coca-Cola. Wow. Because it's made of pure cane sugar, whereas ours is made with like syrups and all that junk. Like theirs is pure, more pure ingredients than what American is. Yeah, next time you're in the store, go down the aisle where the Mexican food is and you'll see Sprite, Coke, and Fanta in that aisle and if you look at the ingredients it's pure it's pure food yeah i'm going deep on cereal i'm starting my cereal journey mm -hmm. i have a i have a love letter to cereal that i'm going to be writing uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> so what did what are we um what are, what are we leaving what are we leaving this with here um because this is a shared i mean this is a shared document for you to have as um, like a reference, but I want to make sure 
we're kind of like leaving this with some like foundations to build on. You know what I mean? So like, what do, what do you, what do you have written down? What are you taking away from this? Um, so all the stuff I've written down, you can go back and write more down. Um, <clears throat> really going back and layering it, like kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe like pull it apart and relayer it, you know, so we can start with, like you said, with the origins and then go into um, where we're discussing, like how this all started, the family, um, then from there, I can go into the whole, like the AA bits and then um, just keep layering it. Kind of go from past to present, how mm-hmm. we got here. Um, putting those, a lot of those commonalities to the alcoholism mm-hmm. and the drug addiction, which, which I, like, I like that whole idea of, you know, swirling the coffee and and making those noises and like it's kind of interesting because if like for a zoom show i could actually kind of like do that just have some kind of clear crystal clear coffee cup and be like you know and then have the spit bucket yes the spit bucket yeah you gotta have the spit bucket because like we've actually done wine tastings before and it's always that spit like who spits in the bucket? come on we're drinking it. Um, I love you know, that. But but for I think for a Zoom show, I could actually do that prop stuff. Is is I actually have like crystal clear cups for Irish coffees, and uh, I could and then sip it and spit it in a bucket, and uh, that just came to my mind. Um, I lo- that's hilarious, dude. Yeah, yeah. spitting in the bucket. Um, somehow, like I, that'll be interesting to stick in there as I relayer this is going for coffee tasting, you know, coffee tasted by morning, wine tasting by night. Um, which is interesting because now there's coffee wine bars. I don't know if you've seen these cough, there's coffee shops with a wine bar inside of it. So you can do them both real fun stuff. Wow. That's incredible. Which, so there's I already like a fusing. Yeah, originally when I was like, started having the idea of like, man, a coffee shop, I need to put a wine thing and call it the teacher's lounge because like teachers get out and they start drinking. Um, so yeah, so those are like the really, really big things that I've, I'm taking from this at, at this very precise minute is relayering this to where it has that flow and then adding in those little extras. And then, then like you said, is now I need to kind of go back like for probably today and tomorrow or and just really think of who has said what and when. Um, <clears throat> so I get to really dig in my memory for that because I know a lot of people have said stuff to me <laughs> at some yeah. point, whether it's yeah, like yeah. principals, family, um, you know, and then, yeah, so I've got to start to really figure that part out and then add that into the layers too. So I think this will be draft. Yeah, so I, I made a little list. Um, I don't see that at the bottom. Oh, you see it at the bottom? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I was gonna move it up also, I guess. But um, I guess I could stay down here. Uh, it kind of kind of feels like, now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm looking at that drug withdrawals, Hitler, 
I can almost make that as a smart remark to you drink too much coffee. You need to like, you need yes. to cut out. like, yeah, the last time that happened, World War II started. I love it. I um, love it. Yep. Exacto mundo, my friend. Uh, and the solution. Yeah, because that a solution to everything is where that AA line comes in. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been to AA, and all they do is transfer. They have the the their the ultimate solution. I don't want to say final solution. <laughs> they have the yeah, ultimate but- solution. Just transfer the addiction to uh, transfer it to calf to coffee, like an offshore account. Um, yeah, yeah. And, there's some. There's something there. It's. A, it's. I think it's gonna be a matter of playing with those words. Um, yeah, because like, it's just a matter of playing that word transfer, you know. Yeah, and it's it's just kind of tackling this, you know, piece by piece. You know what I mean as well. Like, it's exciting, and it's it's. I mean, it's it's super funny. Now it's kind of like looking at it as a whole, and like almost like a puzzle. You kind of have all the pieces, and you'll find more pieces as you as you continue to explore for sure. But now it's kind of like okay, today I'm going to tackle the sommelier act out. What are all the different ways that I could do like a funny sommelier coffee act out? And then like, okay, maybe another day I'm going to dive into all the different people who have told me I have a coffee problem and just explore those ideas and just kind of do it piece by piece and not just try to do it all at once and really just tackle it piece by piece, idea by idea. And then in no time, you'll start to see it all coming together and being like, oh, wow, this is actually growing into like a fully fledged like bit, you know? Right. And that's the other thing I'm like, now that you thought, said that, that's on my mind. I probably should just like, mm. as I'm writing this in bits, go into open mics, performing those small little bits. Yeah. And continue to build it. Okay. Yeah. Like one, yeah. A lot of the times like a mistake comics will make is they try to do everything on the open mic. And end up like getting nothing done. Oh, I'm guilty of that as well. I have to constantly remind myself. And what helps me is to set a goal for the set of like, okay, for this set, I just want to try out this new tag, or I just want to try out this new, for this set, I just want to do the sommelier act out. I could bomb, nothing could work. I may not get anything else out, but my goal is to do the sommelier act out today. And then just really start to set your intentions and lowering how much you want to cram into each set and just kind of work on it, tinker with it, just one piece at a time. And it'll start to form for sure. But yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, being a little patient and just working on one thing at a time, it'll help to bring it to life a lot faster. Um, let me see, just that last bit. Um, with the whole edibles thing. Mm-hmm. Because I have like, um, I've even started taking coffee and edibles, ice cream, gummies, lube. Um, I just cannot find that third, that funny, that ridiculous third, third. Um, Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? Ice creams, gummies, lube. I mean, have you tried the lube one on stage or like? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really go. yeah, it I can't really get it to go in the loop part. So I got to like try to find, find a more absurd third. And I just can't think of like 
what is something we can eat that's just completely out of yeah and also though don't don't hold any idea too precious and don't just try to shoehorn it in for the sake of oh i need a call back here or i need a third absurd or something like that like you you have a lot i mean you have a lot to work with already so it's like if, if it's not clicking just put it to the side and i guarantee you the more you write you'll find a new third absurd that'll that'll just kind of like appear within that when it's time you know like you you have a lot of other great jokes that this one can become like a cherry on top down the road but i wouldn't i wouldn't overthink like oh i'm on to like a power of threes here let me really try to like hammer it down you're on you're on to a lot more that's a lot more personal and probably just through your writing and exploring you may find oh i did a weird I ate a coffee bean once or like, like a weird thing you've done. Cause they do have chocolate covered espresso beans things like that. The one cop, one of the coffee shops we go to a lot. They actually like on your to go cup, they stick a chocolate covered bean on top of the cup. And uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I love that place. They do some good experiments. <laughs> they do some great experiments there. I have to post that. I'll I'll have to repost it and just so you can see it. But yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. They, they do some really crazy stuff um, with even dessert coffee treats. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's a whole so, other thing. Like the sugar, it replaces. Yeah, like our candy. I mean, yeah, how sugary coffee drinks are. I mean, there's when you get into like the parallels from drugs, but it seemed like it being a solution to America's addiction. It seems like. And it goes well with rum, like you've drank before. It goes well with sugar. I mean, I don't want to throw too many ideas out there because I think we have a good foundation for you to start piecing together the Java Junkie. But I think you're onto something great here, Bo. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It, it's. I can't believe I've spent almost a year on this bit. Like I think I started it last April. Dude. And I think Bert Kreischer said the machine story took six years. Yeah. I don't want to. Seinfeld's Pop-Tart took a year. Oh, I thought he worked on it for a lot longer than that. I think it was a year. It might be longer than that. But yeah, it, it takes time, you know. And these are professional comics who have been doing this a long and they time. They struggle. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no one's immune to, like, the work. Everyone has to figure out the bits. Like, there's no magic formula besides, like, technique. That you're aware of and now it's like putting the technique to work you know what i mean yep awesome great stuff bo i'm thank excited you. to see the evolution hey, of this man thank you it's it's been a process um you know I, I i've lost my patience with it a couple times and picked it back up and like trying to make it go and uh so i think i think you know taking bits and pieces out of this and do you know like you said do small bits on stage and then maybe i can start etching in some of the other bits into small little video clips mm -hmm. um that i can see where that kind of mm, see how that goes and don't and don't like feel like you need to force it to where like you end up suffocating it because you're squeezing it so tight you know like mm -hmm. give yourself like the permission to be like eh, maybe for a little while i'm kind of losing my momentum on the coffee thing maybe i'll talk more about family now or teaching now, you know, like you don't, don't feel like you have to get this done by a certain time. 
it's more of like where your creativity takes you and you may find inspiration for a day, for a month, for six months, or it may be like, I'm not really feeling it. Maybe I need to start writing about family more, maybe about teaching more. And just through that writing, you'll start to find more parallels that'll tie into like this coffee bit you're working on. But don't, yeah, don't feel like you have to do this or else. Like really give yourself the creative freedom to be like, ah, it's not really, I'm not really feeling momentum on it right now. Let me go in a completely different direction, write about something completely different, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Like, yeah. I mean, actually, I've done it. <laughs> I've yeah. done it. I've actually written like three other bits <laughs> since I put this down that um, that's, seems to be doing well. So Great. That's the process, my friend. Yeah. So, all right, Joel. Well, thank nice. you so much. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to, I'm recording this and uh, I'll, uh, I'll share the link with you when it's all done processing, but a uh, great job, Bo. I'm excited. Nice. Thank you so much. Right, well, have a good day, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, there you have it, hot brethren and sistren, a rare behind the scenes peek into the creative process of one of my coaching sessions. If you'd like your own coaching session, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. It's all at Joel Byers Comedy. And I'd love to help you level up your writing. If you want to connect with Bo, he is actually in the Hot Breath Pro Comedian Incubator that we have, which is also linked in the description of this show. So go check that out. And I hope you found this episode as helpful as Bo did doing the session. And you're not alone in this, comics. And we'll be back right here next Monday. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my wife for making the theme song. I thanked her at the end of all of these, and now I'm stuck doing it. (sighs) Well, we've come this far. Might as well finish the drill. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, hot brethren and sistren. And we'll see you on the other side next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.